And to Jesus be the glory and the honor and the praise. And God's people said, Amen. Thank you for joining me. And thank you for being my wonderful family. Not just my partner, but my family. Today I want to talk to you about how to be unmovable. How to be steadfast in the Lord. How to be established in the Lord. Where nothing can shake you when problems arise. Nothing can affect you. I want to show you what the Bible has, has to say about it. Lord, we come in your holy name. Lord, I pray you'll speak to your people with such clarity and strength today. In Jesus' wonderful name. And God's people said, Amen. Psalm 112. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. That is a secret. Blessed is the man that fears the Lord, that delights greatly in his commandments. The Bible goes on to say in verse 6, Surely he shall not be moved forever, The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid. Now that is what the Bible says. He shall not be afraid until he see his desire upon his enemies. Who is that person? He's the one who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his word. And the promise is so clear, he will not be moved forever. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is established and he will not be afraid. Now that is what God wants for each one of us. In Romans, let's look at chapter 8 for a minute. You know, when we look at Paul the Apostle, Paul the Apostle lived through more than enough troubles and calamities for one lifetime, you know. But he still wrote, he still wrote these amazing words in Romans 4, beginning at verse 34. Who is it that condemns? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake were killed all the day long, were accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. And he was so grounded in God's word that he said, I'm persuaded that neither death, 
nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height or depth or any other creature can separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. So, you know, problems will come, troubles will come, because he said, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And he talked about very clearly that troubles will come. He said, who will separate us from the love of Christ? Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword? No. Why? Because we've died to the world and to these things, so they don't affect us. We are grounded. When you're grounded in the Word of God, nothing can affect you. In Matthew 7 and verse 24, Jesus said, Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended. That's trouble. The floods came. That's trouble. The winds blew. That's trouble too. And beat upon that house. But it fell not. Because it was founded upon a rock. Hallelujah. So, someone who is unafraid is one who hears and one who obeys. Because that's what Jesus said. Whoever hears these sayings of mine, that's Matthew seven twenty four. Whoever hears the sayings of mine, and he will do them, he will obey them. Then he will be like that man who built his house on a rock. And the rain descends, and the floods comes, and the wind comes, and it beats on that house. It doesn't fall. Why? Because he's listening and is obeying. That is the secret for a life that is never afraid of evil tidings. So let's let's look at uh, at Mark chapter five together. This is so beautiful. I pray you're enjoying this already. Verse twenty one through twenty four. And when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there comes one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, Lord, my little girl, my daughter, lies at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay your hand on her that she may be healed, and she shall live. Now, you know, this man was really troubled about his his child. And then he gets the real bad news. In verse 35 it says, While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why trouble thou the master any further? Watch this about the Lord. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, 
he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid. Don't be afraid. Only believe. In other words, if the word of God is in you, you have the strength for anything that comes your way. Anything whatsoever. So, Jarius here, you know, he was he was facing a, a very crucial point. Um, you know, why is it that so many miss God's blessings? Because when circumstances arise, when uh, problems come, they forget all about the promises of God. But now the Lord says in verse 7 of Matthew, uh, sorry, in Psalm 112, 7, He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. So when someone has that assurance and he knows the promises, nothing can shake him. Nothing whatsoever. So here are, uh, I want to give you seven things to, to make sure are in your life. And when those seven things are in your life, nothing can shake you. Number one. Number one, I want you to believe and I want you to know without a shadow of doubt that you are redeemed. Because see, when, when, when we know we are redeemed, the devil then cannot get through. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath delivered, delivered. People who know they're redeemed don't allow the devil to get in. You know, the Bible says something powerful about this. Let's look at Hebrews 9. And let's look at verse 12. It says, Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Our redemption is everlasting. So when we know we are redeemed, it's like a steel wall around us. Nothing can get through. Nothing whatsoever. If God be for us and we know it, who can go against us? Romans 8.31 says, If God is for us, if we are redeemed, no one can touch us. That is the first thing in your life and my life that must be like a, like a rock in there. That we hear it, we believe it, we obey it. Number two. Number two is Second Corinthians chapter 5. I'm sure you know it by heart, but this is also another key. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. 
when you know that your past is gone. You have no record to go back to. Then the devil cannot remind you of anything that happened in your life because to you, it never happened. You have no past record. The minute you come to Jesus, the minute you repent, that past is erased. It never happened. It just never happened. I told you the story of Catherine Kuman. Some of you maybe remember that. Catherine, and this is in the book called Daughter of Destiny, by the way, written about her life by Jimmy Buckingham, who was a dear friend to me. She was um, divorced. Well, she married a man who left his wife to marry her. She was quite young at the time. And then she divorced him. And her ministry, she thought, was over. She's on a dead-end road. Literally a dead-end road. And it said dead-end. The sign said dead-end. And the Lord began to deal with her. And she repented. And when she repented, the Lord said, Catherine, in my books, it never happened. She believed it. She turned around to never discuss it ever again. A lady comes up to her one day. She said, how can you preach? You're a woman and you're divorced. At that time, it was bad enough to be a woman preacher. Now she's a divorced woman preacher. So she said, how can you preach? You're a divorced woman. And Catherine said, oh, honey, that was somebody else. That Catherine died a long time ago. You see, the power of the word changed her mentality and now she knew a new creation everything has passed away behold everything is new that is key to when troubles come we don't let them get through because we have no past record the minute you repent it's washed it's under the blood it's gone forever Jesus said, I will not, God said, I will not remember your sins anymore, anymore. He did not say, I cannot. He said, I will not, meaning he made that decision not to. And so you also need to make that same decision today, not to remember your past, because it never happened. Hallelujah. Number three, 2 Corinthians 5.21, same chapter says, For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. I want you to know you are righteous in the sight of God. When you know that, then there's no condemnation. Then sin cannot dominate your life because you know you are his righteousness. He declared you righteous. He declared you righteous. Not because you did it. Because you believed his word. You believed him. You believed in the Lord. Like Abraham believed in the Lord. And the Lord declared him righteous. God declares you righteous when you believe in the Lord. You believe in his integrity, in his character. Hallelujah. 
Number four, know that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. When you know you're the temple of the Holy Spirit, none can harm you. You see, because God is for you. Uh, none can defeat you because he's with you. And come, and none can have you because he's in you. I'm going to repeat that. When you know that you are his temple, you're the temple of the Holy Spirit, none can harm you because God is for you. None can defeat you because God is with you. None can have you because God is in you. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, Know ye not, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that marvelous? Can we read that together? 1 Corinthians 6, 19. One of my favorites. Know ye not your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which you have of God, and ye are not your own? Awesome. Because this treasure is inside of you. Number five. Number five, know that there is power in the name of Jesus, and that power belongs to you. When you know that, when you know that, no devil can harass you. No devil can attack you. No devil can oppress you. Because in the name of Jesus that you have been given the authority to use, there is freedom. There is tremendous power. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, John fourteen thirteen, that will I do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, that is a promise of incredible importance. When you know the name of Jesus is for you to use, its power belongs to you. Jesus gave us that privilege. We have that power of attorney in his name. Then nothing can touch you. Uh... John sixteen twenty three, In that day you shall ask me nothing. Very, very, I say to you. Whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. That's absolute assurance. Total assurance. Number six. That you know every promise of God is yes. Every promise of God is is yes, it's amen. Let's look at Numbers 23. I love this verse. And verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Hath, hath he spoken? Shall he not make it good? So, we know his promise is always yes to us. He never says no. He never says no to, to his children. He always says yes, but that yes comes on time. 
Now, some people will take delay as denial. Uh-uh, delay is not denial. Delay is not denial. Because God is the God of timing. My covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that's gone out of my lips, Psalm 89, 34 says. So all his promises, we have to believe that, that all God's promises are yes. And if they don't happen on time for you, it means it's not God, it's not his time yet. It's not God's time yet. So you have to believe and wait. Abraham, think about this, will you? When God gave him the promise, he was 75 years old. The promise was fulfilled when he was 100. Imagine waiting that long. All that time he was waiting for the promise. That's a long time. Between the age of 75 and 100 is a long time. But he never gave up. And then God came in chapter 18 of Genesis, had dinner with him. And the promise happened a year later. Sometimes God waits till we have that incredible intimacy with him. In communion, you know. Communion triggers promises, by the way. The communion triggers every promise. So if you look at the Bible, when God gives promises, look for that time when he has dinner with his saints. Like with Abraham, Genesis 18, or with Israel, in Exodus 34, God came and had dinner with them. Oh, 24, excuse me. And when that happened, it triggered the promises. It triggered the promises. To Jesus be the praise. So, communion triggers God's promises. So when you have communion, you partake of the body and the blood of of the Lord. It triggers the promises of God in your life. Never forget what I just said. All right, number seven, I'm done. Know that your faith overcomes the world. Nothing, nothing can defeat you. Because when your faith is alive, when our Christian faith is alive in us, nothing can defeat us. We defeat everything. Whatsoever is born of God, 1 John 5, 4, Whatsoever is born of God that is you overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Our faith in the Lord. Our faith in His integrity. Hallelujah. In His word. In His word. So today, be be established in these amazing facts. Number one, you're redeemed. You belong to Jesus. Number two, you're a new creation. You have no past record. Number three, you are righteous. Sin cannot have you. Number four, you are God's temple. Hallelujah. There's a treasure inside of you. God's temple. Number five, You have the the name of Jesus at your disposal to use. How can you be defeated? Number six, all of God's promises for you are amen. And yes, not to the world, but to you. He always says yes to his children. Thank you, Lord. Oh, 
Lift your hands and thank him. Thank you, Lord. He always says yes to his children. He never says no to his children. Never. He may delay, but that's not denial. He does not say no to us. It's always yes. Thank you, Lord. And number seven, our faith in God overcomes the world. Lord, let them know your word. Let them be established in you. That nothing will shake them, nothing will move them. Nothing will bring fear in their hearts. You said, fear not, I am with thee. Be not dismayed, I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you and I will hold you up with my right hand of righteousness. In Jesus' name, no. Lord, strengthen that one I'm talking to right now. That may be going through some problem, some trial, some difficulty. That it will not shake them. It will not touch them. Keep them as the apple of the eye. Hide them under the shadow of your wings. In Jesus' name, protect your people. Give them strength within, Lord. Amen and amen. All right, it's time to give to the Lord's work. You know, I've been coming to you every day now for over a year and a half. I'm going to continue to do it. But I need you to stand with me. I need you to say yes. I'll be there for you, Benny. All right. You sow that seed and that is that commitment you're making. That you're going to stand with the Lord's work. You're going to be there for the Lord's work in these last days around the world. You know, they're translating a lot of these dailies now into different languages. People are doing it. People on their own. And I'm so thrilled because I did not even ask them to do it. So many people are being blessed by the hundreds of thousands, possibly millions. So your gift is a weapon in the hands of the Lord. Your seed, the seed you sow, God uses it to bless millions, possibly around the world. I think it is in the millions already, frankly, because now they're translating it. And people watch it over and over and over. It never goes off. You know, it's always there. And that's what your seed does. And then God promised that he would bless you and reward you financially over and over and over again. Thank you again for standing with me. You're so wonderful. Much love to you. All right, now you can sow your seed. Go to the platform you're watching me on, to Benihin Ministries, or simply uh, go to our website, benihin.org, or just text BHM45777. All right, much love to you. I'll see you again tomorrow. What a very blessed day. I'll be on the road. So, I'll be coming to you from somewhere else in the next few days. You'll see some different locations because I'm actually going to be in Dallas tomorrow um, with uh, Marcus Lamb on Daystar for their praise-a-thon. So, anyways, so you may see me somewhere else. But thank you for being with me today. Much love. Bye-bye.